Time now for our weekly feature, Communication Matters, where we talk about the importance of communication skills. Last week, we focused on boundaries in communication, and this week, the subject is authenticity in communication. Cecilia Louis, consultant, coach, trainer, and founder of Ilia Connect, joins me in the studio now. She's got over 30 years of international experience behind her in a variety of disciplines, including communication, and she can give us a deeper insight into this subject. Good afternoon to you, Cecilia. Hi, Sadia. Nice to be back for... Fourth? Yeah, I fourth think so. Show. It's our fourth yeah. show and you're looking nice and wrapped up here because you're feeling the cold. The studio is actually probably colder than it is outside. It is. The sun is shining, so enjoy it while you can. But that's for you too. That's for us to sort of stay awake throughout this. Now, Cecilia, today is about authenticity in communication. So in all honesty, tell me, I don't really know what we are talking about here. So you are the expert. What is authenticity? I'm just here to share experience. Um, so <laughs> let me let me start by asking you, Sadia, are you comfortable in your own skin? <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the situation. <laughs> I am at this very moment, although I might be a little bit cold, but generally, yes. I mean, on the on the kind of overview side of things, yeah, reasonably so not sort of uh, uncomfortable in any particular, maybe in circumstances if they vary. Yes, yeah. perhaps. Maybe perhaps, I mean, you're you're in your environment, your own space. Yes. So you're confident, absolutely confident uh, in your expertise. Um, Put me on a bungee jump and I might not say the same. Well, I wouldn't even entertain that, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, All if right. you think about, think about being authentic, um, it's about being who we are it's about doing the things that we want to do mm -hmm. skills experience and our, our natural gifts and and whatnot pursuing the goals that we want and going about life the way we want not what somebody wants us to do right right so if you put that in a context of being authentic in our communication it's about being openly truthfully sharing your thoughts your feelings and being um you know being honest when you don't know how to do something you admit it mm -hmm. and if you've made mistakes um you know you would admit it and sometimes you joke about your mistakes that sort mm -hmm. of thing to mm -hmm. bring in some you know humility mm. um rather than being afraid of what somebody will think of you um, want to say things that what somebody might want you to say. Mm -hmm. So you see the difference. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that I would I when you mention some of those things, certainly in the workplace, if you think about it, it is something that you know, if you start a new job, you are really just checking, you're treading carefully, you don't really know what the environment's like, you don't know people. So that is something that I suppose would happen over time, certainly within a job, that you would get comfortable and you would feel reasonably safe with how people are viewing you. But I suppose, to a certain extent, our personalities and the way we are, we adapt to situations. And there's probably a line that we need to draw where we think, okay, I can't be mad like I am at home, or I can't do this, because it's the work environment, I've got to take it seriously. So is that something that comes in time, say if you've just started a new job, that's not something, or you're going to a new group, you're joining a new group or doing a new hobby. 
that's something that sort of has to embed itself a little bit before you can kind of let go and be yourself? I think it's natural, mm-hmm. um, regardless of your age or experience, that when you're in a new environment, you would want to check it out and, you know, hold your thoughts until you've checked out the landscape, check out, you know, who's around you. That's being smart and wise, mm-hmm. right? Rather than just, um, you know, without thinking, mm-hmm. just blurt out your thoughts and your sure, feelings, sure. right? What I'm referring to, it's more than, um, it, it's a lot more than that. It's it's about, um, you know, we often hear that people put on a mask, people has a facade, mm-hmm. um, people who, um, they don't have enough knowledge to do what it is that's required of them. Um, I'm, I'm more into that, like being right. being not authentic okay. about covering up something. Covering that, up, yeah, yeah. covering yes. up things, a, a slight weakness or an un, if you're you know unsure about something that you just cover it up instead. But that will just build up and cause problems. It, it will because people don't really know where they stand with you, mm-hmm. and if you're not grounded with um, some of your uh, personal values. You say this, you know, one thing in this situation, another thing in uh-huh. another situation. So people don't that. know, um, you know, authenticity. It's it's important sure. when you're trying to engage people, build trust. Um, so that's actually goes against what what it is that you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So why did you include this in the series? What's kind of why did you think it was really important to bring this up? Um, now, in in our Asian culture in Hong Kong, I find that many, and, and we are, I have to admit that it is a people-pleasing culture. Mm-hmm. And we often worry about how we're being perceived, how other people may think of us in a certain situation. Um, we worry about everything and everybody else before we come to ourselves. How is it that we feel about the situation what is it that i honestly want to express and how would i go about doing it mm-hmm. so i find people um we have a very high unhappiness index mm-hmm. um you know in in hong kong uh, on a global scale i don't have the figure but i i know that to be the case and that might be one of the reasons that's because, a general feeling in terms of people are not happy with their situation or what um it's it's evident by some of the events or by some of the studies um, okay. that uh, have done by others. Uh, it's also, you know, talking to clients or in corporates, talking to um, executives or HR. It's just an overall, I think, being in um, Hong Kong and Asia mm-hmm. um, for 18 years, you know, you get an overall sense right. of the atmosphere. Okay. Um, and, you know, especially nowadays, you're, you're not being able to openly and truthfully share your be views yourself. In, yeah. in public. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be one reason. And I've also actually stepped into um, training environment where people want to bring more of who they are to work. Mm-hmm. And that kind of takes me back to my own corporate life. Um, you know, when I was younger, sure, we're, we're not, we're not, um, there, there's bound to be something we're not confident about. But that takes time. But when you're, you know, 30 years or 20 years into your career or as a person, 
um, there should be some sense of who you are, what it is that you want to strive in, in your career and in how you interact with other people. So I kind of want to, and, and to be honest with you, the, the whole subject matter uh, only came to light to myself in the recent decade. So it's something that I've had to work towards as well. Because mm -hmm. when you walk around and you're trying to protect yourself by being um, something that you're not, the type of energy and the type of people you attract, yeah. it's exactly that. And, yeah. and we don't so need that, right? It is very much this whole aspect of confidence, self-confidence, isn't it? Because, I mean, to be, it, it, can, it can work in any way, even, you know, in a work environment, certainly, but on your own sort of principles, on your own beliefs, because I know that certainly, you know, it takes guts to be able to say, like, for instance, if you don't, if you are in a corporate environment and it is quite normal for you to go out in the evening and have drinks with people and it's like part of networking and if you don't drink for instance then that creates a little bit of attention that you you kind of sitting on a fence thinking well do I tell them I don't drink it's a bit awkward or do I just have a, an orange juice whatever so it's like being able to say no I don't drink actually um is that all right <laughs> so so it's like it might just be your own personal beliefs about certain things but being able to have the confidence to say yeah and I'm that's okay with me it doesn't embarrass me it doesn't bother me and that's fine but once you've kind of actually made that mark you do actually feel much better for it for being able to tell somebody yeah, that's fine. And then people, there's a consistent air there that that will be used again in the future. And you've cleared that and you're much more confident about it. So it could be anything. I mean, drinking or smoking or whatever, you know. Absolutely. And you're talking to someone who barely drinks, mm -hmm. but I do a lot of networking. Yeah. So I'm happy to just have a Coke or a glass of water in my hands. It's, um, again, being comfortable yeah. with who you are and what you do and, and what you say. Um, understanding that you have to be considerate with, um, you know, towards other people, not not to say that you just blurt out anything that you desire mm -hmm. um, and you don't care. And, and there is a difference between being, um, you know, checking in with yourself, you mm -hmm. know, have you said the thing that are not offending to other people? Have you made other people comfortable? I think that's uh, another part of the equation, mm -hmm. being comfortable with yourself and also making uh, the people, people around you at ease. Right. Um, I don't have any problem uh, with drinking. I don't, you know, this again, yeah, it comes back to, people comes they back want to, to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a friend by um, uh, religious reason, they don't drink. And, you know, he's a guy as well. I think it's tougher for a guy, but it, it's fine. And again, it comes back to how yeah. comfortable sure. you are. You've just brought up a, a good subject there where you just said he's a guy. Is there a discrepancy now between, say, the gender in terms of our whole authenticity there? Because maybe there are certain rules and regulations or certain kind of, I suppose, a boundary that we have as a woman or as a man and what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. So does the authenticity come in there gender wise? I hope I didn't say the, the no, wrong thing. No, no, in this, no, no, yeah. no. I think I was just about to ask you that, but it just so happened that you you said that. So because I was thinking that there is probably a kind of different comfort zone and, you know, a, a set of rules or whatever that you'd have as a woman if you were going to be completely open and honest about stuff. Your question led me to another thought. Mm -hmm. um, we're all bound by our upbringing and a lot of cultural uh, 
conditioning. Mm-hmm. So I think certain cultures, you may, you know, regardless of what gender, you may think, oh, you know, there's a cultural expectation of either gender. Again, it comes back to yourself. How comfortable are you? Um, let me give you an example. Um, you know, the traditional stereotype for a male is to be strong. Don't mm-hmm. cry, no tears, don't don't show your feelings. But that's kind of, we've stepped away from that. So if you are a male with that equally feminine side of you, which is highly re- regarded and respected nowadays, um, then be who you are. Share that. But, you know, being vulnerable doesn't mean that you want to air all your dirty laundry mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just have some... Um, There's a kind of line that you draw. There is there a line, and, and that takes yeah. experience. Sure. But, um, you know, it's it takes courage mm-hmm. to be authentic. Um, it takes your willingness to share, whether it's mistakes, failures, feelings, thoughts. Um, so it, it does take practice. And then I, I'm not sure if age has anything to do with it, because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen... Well, I suppose age might in terms of experience and your knowledge, and I there might be a psychological thing inside you where you think, right, I've got this much experience, I know what I'm talking about, I can say this with confidence. That might be, you know, one of the things that actually triggers it. But um, but I don't know, it depends. I mean, there are plenty of young people out there who know, but I, I can see that, you know, in the corporate environment, I can see that there is a lot of pressure on people. It is kind of dog eat dog, like, you know. So that sort of authenticity, if you don't, if you are not authentic in your communication, now that can cause problems, can't it? Because of pressures around you. Yes and no. <laughs> there, okay. are lo- there are a lot of people who, who don't think anything um, they're fine with how they are, and, th- and that's fine. That's an individual thing. But ultimately, you ask yourself, what type of people do I want to attract? What type of energy do I want to attract? Um, and you have to ask yourself, the environment that you're in, what's the risk? Mm-hmm. Am I happy with how things are now? It's all very individual. But I, th- I think at the end of the day, you have to ask just the starting point is what kind of person do you want to be and what kind of people do you want to attract? Okay. Um, I, I think that's that's the bottom line. So how do we demonstrate it in our communication? What are the kind of key factors that we need to be doing and saying? I think it takes practice mm-hmm. um, for, us to, for all of us to get there, uh, being open, being honest, Give me an example of, say, something that you have perhaps, through your experience, where you've thought, hmm, I've got to be upfront about this. Can you think of anything? Um, I'll take our <laughs> friendship as okay. an example. Okay. Um, you know, it's taking time. Yeah. Um, and I would say <laughs> that journey stemmed from our willingness to share our thoughts and our feelings yeah. in a very truthful way. Yeah. Feedbacks, feelings, uh that was quite interesting situation. <laughs> I mean I I you know, this is this is a very close example that mm-hmm. you can you can relate to. And yeah. I think um you know, I understand in a corporate environment there there's certain risk involved, but 
in your personal lives, in your personal relationship, in your friendship, ask yourself, you know, what kind of what the quality of your of your relationship, mm. what kind? So, how yeah. do we apply this authenticity to say? You know, we're talking about very much the kind of work environment here. How is this in our personal life? We just kind of mentioned it briefly, but if, say, we're thinking about a family and children and things like that, you know, it's so important for us to be able to instill that kind of those values into our children and people around us. So how, do we, how does it work on the family side? I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. And this is... Um takes a little bit of uh, vulnerability and courage to share. Okay. So um, I, the relationship between me and my daughter, and mm -hmm. she's quite an adult. So I often goes back to reflect on the way I raised her. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, we're still working at it, chipping away. And I find that there's not enough sharing of our deep, personal feelings mm -hmm. and I think back in the days I was more you know a working person and I was more rational and I was you know kept to myself so while I think I was having a very good and close relationship with my daughter as I observe our relationship now I find that it can benefit from a more open sharing of the more sensitive part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's all. But that's very much a two-way street, isn't it? In terms of, yes, you, but then I suppose if you share that kind of information and those feelings, then automatically it works on the other side as well, that if your daughter feels that, oh, you know, mom's saying this to me and I feel much better that I think I can tell her about this too now. Is that? I think it's also creating that environment for safe communication mm -hmm. um, so as you share and I think another part about engagement especially people that are with kind of quiet um, personality is that the more you share when they see it oh they're being vulnerable with me and mm -hmm. therefore like it, it, it takes both to tangle mm -hmm. so one needs to whoever is aware of the situation needs to share more needs to kind of create that safe environment for both sides to share. So now is has your relationship um we're working on improved? it. Yeah, so that's it. I mean that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? Because this isn't I mean some of the things we've been discussing in the last few weeks it's more about having awareness of these things and every single thing we've been discussing whether it's been kind of listening carefully to people and uh, and interacting with them it's all about sort of development. It takes time to perfect these things. And I don't know whether anyone actually perfects them as such, do they? You know, I've spent an entire life um, tweaking at my own communication skills. And it's something that it's just ongoing because mm -hmm. um, everybody that you come cross path with is individual. So you're mm -hmm. going to have to adapt. Uh, there's you know, communication isn't one size fit all. Yeah. You have to be uh, sensitive to that person's personality, situation, environment, and also being aware of uh, your mm. own your own mm. emotions. Okay, if we were going to sum up now, first of all, um, what would you say top three things about authenticity? What are the things that people need to be aware of for themselves? What's the top three things? Well, if you so desire to work towards being more authentic, then you're going to have to uh, 
just walk into any uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the experience will tell you what you need to do, okay. what you need to share. Okay. So that, that's, that's risk. Right. So you have to step in that. Number two? Okay. Um, share more of yourself. Okay. But before you do that with other people, you got to be honest with yourself. Okay. Like go home, sit with your thoughts. Think about like, what you want to share and you're happy with. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want to tell everybody your story. I think uh, Brene Brown even say, make sure the person you're sharing your truth with deserves your story. Okay. Right? And the third is just practice. Keep practicing. How do yeah. you practice them? Um, don't resist experience. Okay. A lot of people do, they want to play it safe. So they resist, they avoid uh, conversation situations. So just um, muster up your courage and, and just do it. Okay. And perhaps you can kind of meditate before that, before you take the leap and, and decide, I'm going to do this, right? Okay, Cecilia, thank you very much. Now, Cecilia, before we um, finish for, the, for today, let me just ask you, what is our subject next week? Next week, we're, I promise everybody that I'll do feedback before the holiday. And mm-hmm. there's a reason because Christmas is coming up. Okay. Um, we're, you know, there are a lot of families, uh, family gatherings. So is this a time to blurt out mm-hmm. how you think about the turkey? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then work as well. <laughs> because it, yeah. it is true. I mean, the number of people I speak to sometimes when they think about Christmas, this, I, I think this was much more prominent sometimes in the UK when I was chatting with people, where they think, oh my goodness, we're all going to get together and Uncle Sonsa is going to be there and he's <laughs> an aunt and, and there's always a rift between our, and we just have to keep our head down and just get through this time. So that, I mean, feedback, sometimes when we think of feedback, we think of it just in the office environment in terms of our performance reviews and management, things like that. But it is very much about just everyday things and relationships. It could just be as simple as somebody gives you a piece of cake which they've spent some time making and then you think, yeah, it's really nice, but you know, you could have done this. <laughs> you think, I'll never give you another piece of cake again. So so it really is quite applicable both in the family sense and in the work sense. Absolutely. And we'll talk about the sensitive topic okay. and a tricky topic next week. Well, we're going to have to dig out some examples of when we've had a sort of awkward time with, uh, with family and in, in the work environment, because, you know, we get official feedback from work all the time, don't we? So... Um, I, I have experience to share and oh. I've, uh, you know, hit well. a few nails on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, next week we'll do that. Cecilia, thank you very much for thank coming you. in today. Okay, that's